Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel comes from the book of Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and then I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, some biblical texts speak so loudly and clearly, you remember the exact circumstances when you first heard them preached. Or in the case of a preacher, you remember when you preached them. And for me, this is one of those texts. The first time I preached on the foolish foolish rich man was in the summer of 2004. And I remember that in the weeks before preaching on this text, I went up into our bedroom on a Saturday night and I opened the closet to find all of my clothes in a pile on the floor. The closet rod, you see, had broken under their weight. Now, you would think, given the gospel reading that we just heard, that I might have seen this as an opportunity to do some downsizing. Instead, I looked at it as an opportunity to install one of those fancy closet organizer systems so that the true weight of my clothing could be spread out more evenly over three bars instead of just one. True to myself, when faced with the crisis of too much, my barn got organized, if not bigger. The second time I preached on this text was in the summer of 2007, when I was in the midst of packing for our move to this part of the state where we live now. I recall at the time the shock of hearing our mover estimate that my husband and I, two people, had an estimated four to five tons of possessions. My solution that summer was to reduce the number of cloth napkins in my linen closet. And if you know me at all, you know what an affinity I have for cloth napkins. The last time I preached on this text was in the summer of 2019, and my husband and I had just completed another move, this time to our home in Victor. 
The boxes were freshly emptied, and I remember feeling so pleased of all we had gotten rid of. The two empty storage rooms in our basement in our new house, we marveled that we would never need such storage space again. Just three years later, a few weeks ago, my husband Hans and I took turns digging through the bins and boxes piled in those same storage rooms, searching for that thing that we could not find. Years ago, I heard Sister Joan Chittister say, in our culture, a sense of enoughness is a sign of mental aberration, and a desire for moreness is a sign of human progress. Today's gospel, though, suggests that it isn't just our culture. The desire for moreness is human, and it lays at the heart of the demand an unknown man in the crowd makes of Jesus. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. The laws applying to inheritance are well documented in Hebrew scripture. By asking him to weigh in, the man in the crowd was hoping Jesus would provide some morsel of teaching to take to the legal scholars so that they could wrestle for a more favorable distribution of his anticipated inheritance. The desire for moreness is real. So real that when asked how much money is enough, John D. Rockefeller, considered the wealthiest man of his time, was reported to have answered, just a little bit more. Jesus sees, of course, exactly what is going on, and he names it. Take care, he says. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Greed. That's what's at the heart of our desire for moreness. That's what leads Jesus to tell a parable about a rich man with a barn. Now, it's possible to hear today's gospel and to think that Jesus is giving us the instruction to simply sell our possessions, to pare down, simplify, to clean out those closets and make a trip to Goodwill. And if my house is any indication, that may be in order, but it's not primarily what Jesus is talking about. There are times that Jesus does encourage selling our possessions in Luke's gospel. We'll hear one of those times next week. But this parable isn't one of them. The parable of the rich fools suggests something else. Here it is again. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich for, toward God. 
So what is the rich fool's problem? Well, there are many to be sure. He fails to acknowledge any source for his abundance. Had he made the soil fertile, the weather favorable? Had he supplied all of the workers who could do the labor that was needed? He makes no mention of a tithe, an offering of 10% to the temple, which was the expected offering in Hebrew scripture. His sole focus is to store up goods for himself so that he can enjoy an easy life, relaxing, eating, drinking, being merry. Do you notice that the rich man speaks only to himself? There's no one around with whom to share his abundance or even his thoughts. And as he speaks, six times he says the word I, and five times he says my. He is completely centered on himself and his desires and his wishes. There is no consideration of sharing his excess with the people around him. Jesus tells the story of a man enslaved by his greed as a warning to all of us who think that our desire for more will save us or give us life. Former Bethlehem pastor Craig Satterley writes, When we attempt to find life by enslaving ourselves to our stuff, we wind up dead. Not because God turns God's back on us, but because we empty ourselves to the real life that God gives. On the cross, Jesus gave the world new life. In his resurrection, Jesus made that life eternal. And in baptism, Jesus gave this new and eternal life to us. The challenge here isn't to abandon our barns or give away our stuff. It's harder than that. It is to trust our security, our future, and the quality of our life today to the life that God in Christ gives and not to our stock portfolios, our Roth IRAs, and all of the stuff that we need to live. The lesson the teacher Jesus offers to us is that in him our life is secure. Secure enough that we are free to turn towards others and to consider how a more just distribution of wealth might impact the world. Secure enough to recognize that whether we have a lot or a little, our joy, our peace, and our hope comes in sharing what we have. When we know this, we are wise. When we live this, we are rich beyond measure. On Sunday in worship following the sermon, we sing a hymn that's called God Whose Giving Knows No Ending. It ends with these words. Open wide our hands in sharing as we heed Christ's ageless call. Healing, teaching, and reclaiming, serving you by loving all. We share what we have in order to serve Christ whose presence is all around us.
open wide our hands in sharing, Lord, today and always. Amen. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.